Jeez. This is Jean. This is Nicole. And this is Daniel. And we're a podcast to magically disappoint your parents. Hi. Hey. Hi. <laughs> um, we sounded, our, our tempo was a little slow. <laughs> a little slow. We're still on that vacation speed. They really are. Jean's on island time. <laughs> I'm not mad at it. I, uh, <laughs> maybe we, maybe it makes me think about our past seasons like where we just like so used to being tense <laughs> just like bam, 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 bam. um speak for yourself <laughs> <laughs> um all right so some announcements before we get this party started for the fall where we fall into uh oh my gosh it's, it's still the same season so don't so don't, so don't jump on some horses out here so um <laughs> this is a two-parter episode so you know of us banana ketchuping so um mindful of our our audience's time but also because you can't get enough of us and even then where you have to wait between episodes you don't have to wait in between episodes because we have a, a patreon and if you're not on that it is wow.com slash baddies don't deprive yourselves treat yourselves to an early christmas and get on this patreon am i right all right yeah absolutely <laughs> i we are literally um the uh the other food group that you have to have for a healthy balanced meal right just don't be a cannibal though don't <laughs> <laughs> i like when you said do not deprive yourself i was just like okay cool we are like the other entree <laughs> <laughs> We're a delicacy, man. We're like the dessert and the amuse bouche. We're like yes. a sampling of everything. Ooh, <laughs> I like that. Oh my gosh, is that biscuit? Yes. Oh my gosh, he wants to be part of biscuit this was episode. Like, you haven't done this in so long. <laughs> so, like, why are you doing it again? This is time taken away from you petting me right so what the fuck he's yeah. like can't believe you have this other hustle oh <laughs> goodness gracious um Jean, what what else do you have any other announcements i think you do right so you know even though this is a summer catch-up there was kind of a like before like bc or whatever bce whatever however time is told without time and so BCB. i like to think of summer starting um after this retirement party right <laughs> um as you know from our last episode my mom retired and no that's not it oh, shit. oh. <laughs> uh, why don't you talk about um your kickstarter because that was also that had just wow started as we were ending mm-hmm. you know that's true too you know, it, it has just it's finished so it's like just left your <laughs> your brain <laughs> and your body your body yeah that's that's how much kickstarter uh campaigning will do to you 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 can't process these words um yes so it's done it's done um <gasps> yay done it's fulfilled um I, you know, I'll, I'll sum it, I'll summarize it because I'll go into it a bit about the summer, you know, the summer catch up. But um, one of my friends was saying like, oh yeah, I know you've been doing this for like since 2015, since I freaking knew you or whatever. No, it's 2017. 
since I knew you and you know it's kind of been on my back about it and so another colleague who was sitting there who kind of sensed that this was shit talking to me um was like you know what perfection takes time <laughs> and it was really nice to have a colleague uh stand up for me that way so thanks Dace <laughs> I was about to say uh so are you gonna tell us <laughs> I guess we'll save it for the Patreon of who's the shit talker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's the hater? If you want the shit, you got to pay for the shit, man. Well. Uh, So, yeah, by the time y'all hear this recording, um, those of you who have supported Jean's Kickstarter should already receive it. Yes, we really I I got mine hand hand delivered. Dang. It's like, um, okay, not to not give the usps work but like just come to my house or <laughs> drop it right. off <laughs> right make it quick question gene for those who um forgot the kickstarter <laughs> oh whoa whoa, whoa. What, what's you know to be fair forget, it only Daniel. ran for two weeks it only ran for two weeks because now it i have an ongoing weeks, list. you've only been working on this since 2015 so <laughs> But yeah, where can um, have, we have where can we support you? No, yeah. Well, thank you. We are really trying to set up this on the online shopping part. Um, I will warn everyone that and everyone knows it, Amazon is really a pain. So we might jump ship to another website. We'll see how it goes. But um, there is an ongoing list now for, you know, getting this first printing and me and Koi just trying to be two hobbits learning the internet. So we'll get that link up. But if you're local. Yes, so if you're a Las Vegas local. Oh yes, a Las Vegas local. Yes, that's true. And we're all about like you know buy locals. So our local comic shops like Cosmic Comics and Alternate Reality Comics are carrying it while supplies last. So um, also that makes me look really good if you go in there and <laughs> order and oh. pick up the book. So I'm gonna tell you now. My friend loves um, graphic novels and comic books, and my friend is gonna make a very positive scene wherever yeah. my friend is going to buy that comic. <laughs> my friend will make a scene. Okay. <laughs> I'm... Wait, that's me. I'm the friend. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no surprises. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, um, uh... I, I want to say to Eugene that I'm very proud of you for thank getting you. this done. Like, thank you. <laughs> for sure, like, perfection does take time, or what we perceive as perfection. Yeah. Um, nobody's perfect. We're all flawed. Um, but it's important. Like, I think we could all just tell that how important this project was to you because it had taken such a long time for yeah. it to come to fruition. And so shout out to you, yeah, Virgo, for getting it done. Thank bow, bow, you. Bow. You know, I, I'm really gonna, I'm really gonna take this moment with me, Nicole, because uh, my other colleagues have been kind of radio silent about the thing. Not that I'm looking for praise or anything, but it's like commiserate with me, like check in on me, like you know, because it is a lot. Like, and um, I'm some days I'm desensitized to the fact that people will see me in my underwear a lot in the book. Um, and other days I'm just kind of like, it's whatever. So, um, yeah, we'll see how it goes. I have had people write feedback, which is really great. Uh, one of my students had picked it up 
and was like, wow, that was really cathartic because um, just this week, her parents are really on her about body, um, you know, her body. And so she told me she's keeping it on her comfort shelf. She's um, in her room. She has yeah. a shelf of like comforting things. And so she's keeping stretch marks there. And that's not something you can get on an Amazon review, you know, like that's something that's like really intimate and um, yeah, it's just really a great moment. Jean Munson being someone's comfort? That's weird. <laughs> That's totally weird. Like, who would have done that? Congratulations, Jean. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, and so we'll circle back <laughs> to, um, uh, I do want to, okay, so last episode was um, focused on NCG. Mm-hmm. Um, and Daniel and I were so graciously invited to this oh. A wonderful yes. soiree she's a huge fan um our number one mom <laughs> it's I true mean, i mean um out of the three of our moms so like no offense to the other moms. yeah yeah no 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 <laughs> been for on sure. the show for sure um but yeah i do want to talk about how it just all the timing of uh, your mom's episode and then her retirement party, how that all went. That was amazing. But then right. we were all on vacation. So it's like, we didn't really, <laughs> we weren't able to post about it, I guess. Right. Yeah. And it's one of those very few moments, the three of us were in the same room, you know, still in the panini. So mm-hmm. um, yeah. that was really exciting. And my mom was super geeked. Yeah, it was very nice her to uh let us and you to let us have a peek of this like uh very um I guess moment like this moment in her life yeah um okay so first of all I want to talk about these ube things that Jean got from (laughs) oh my gosh what were they what exactly were they because they were amazing they were um like I think they're called like ube blondie bars or something oh yeah Mm -hmm. it was kind of like it reminded me of a lemon bar. Yes. And yeah. that shit was so good. You know what um, they remind so... me of? They remind me of like, you know, like in Goldilocks, they have these little like boat looking canoe things. It's like, like someone tarts? supersized that. Like it's a tart. It's like a tart and yeah. it's like a little canoe. I feel like someone supersized that and cut it. <laughs> Basically a, a fat tart, which is really great, right? Because it's more filling. Uh, we'll have to do a taste. <laughs> yeah for the patreon or 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 maybe we could do another patreon of let's cook this hey not a bad idea not a bad idea we gotta get the first one out first (laughs) 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 um okay and okay so gene also had a qr code printed onto the wrapper of the blondie so um thank you um welcome new listeners maybe maybe (laughs) Um, and secondly, who made the photo booth? Okay. So backstory, the like photo booth area was made because, you know, she was packing everything in my, my two friends. One of them is my childhood friend, Jetta and her partner. And my mom has gotten them a Christmas gift every year, um, no matter, (laughs) no matter what. And so they wanted to do something that she couldn't pack because that's more things to pack. So they created that photo booth for her. It was a very sweet, it was tissue paper um, mm-hmm. that was um, for the listeners. 
uh, it was tissue paper that was like sculpted into flowers. And it was just like a big burst of colors. It was very appropriate being Pride Month. Also. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and it was huge. Yeah. It and every flower was like, like a different Pride flag. Very thought out. Queers. In, in so worthy. I love it. Yeah. It was, it was, it was beautiful. It was Hashtag um, Auntie G. Yeah. <laughs> hashtag Auntie G. Hashtag to your homos. Yeah. Thank you, Jenna Gilda, for that. She is the OGG. Yeah. <laughs> the OG gay. <laughs> um, also, I want to say um, I'm glad that Daniel and I weren't super spreaders. Oh my gosh. <laughs> your mom's party. <laughs> Spoiler alert, we got COVID at the party. Pa, pa, pa. <laughs> Oh, anyway. You know, honestly, I thought my body just like shut down because that happens at the end of the school year for me. Right. Wow. So it's a lot but about then, education. It, yeah. And then I knew that it wasn't just a shutdown. It was a full on like lockdown. I, you know, it's always up until then it was like, is it allergies or is it COVID? Uh-huh. Like, what, what is it? And then um, as soon like tests were positive it was like oh man but I you know that's another episode I know (laughs) right um fifthly I I skipped thirdly Uh, so fifth (laughs) harmony local celebrity Brenda Cruz Gomez from all things B was in attendance (gasps) oh fellow podcaster also super geek Um, to see both of you um geek to see her as well um I would say like the most amazing part was being being able to have this like sneak peek at your mom's life because I we don't know her very well like we, uh-huh. we just know her <laughs> like we've only met her like a couple times in person um, and so it was really amazing to witness just how important and special she is to her um, her colleagues and mm-hmm. her her mentees and. I mean, like we got a really good, like it was a very perfect display of like how how much she meant to everyone, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and your mom interrupted me while I was trying to tell her. <laughs> so this is yeah. G. Um, so you know, this is a time for her to retire, and mm-hmm. everyone there was talking about, oh, you you did this for me. Um, that was like the main. That was the common denominator. Yeah, it was the theme. The theme of your it, mom right? did stuff for other people. And right. I don't know, I kind of got the vibe that like folks were kind of worried what was going to happen with your right. mom not being there. But she was um, also like, I, I'm, my inbox is open. Call me anytime, right? Still right. being accessible and in retirement. I'm like, no, throw your phone into the ocean. <laughs> like um, put your stuff on silent. Mm-hmm. I, this is a really good opportunity for all those people who like because they were like well, how many people were there like like a thousand 30, like 30 oh. at least 30 I think there were 30. 30 it was a party yeah, 30, yeah so it was like there were at least 30 people there and it's like y'all we can figure this out without auntie g like auntie right. g walked so we could run so this would be yeah. a very good exercise in um like practice I guess <laughs> like yeah, you uh, know, doing I, the thing that was done to us like yeah a good um a good pay it forward right and, and I love the concept of like, pay it forward <clears throat> you know I think that really raises a 
that raises a lot of the things we talk about on the show for for like years now, right? Is like at some point being a very indispensable Filipino catches up to you. Like, I mean, it's celebrated in our culture, but at the same time, it's like, let the people rest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, she has kind of she's discontinued her phone though like she doesn't she doesn't have her AT&T phone number so I don't think they'd be calling her and she doesn't mm. really show up on social media so I think subconsciously she has processed your advice even though she's she's you know what I'm noticing about in my family <laughs> wow full disclaimer here is <laughs> that there isn't a lot of like growth in emotional intelligence right like so my mom's just kind of like hearing it or whatever it's not like how we just had this moment, you and I, where you're like, hey, congratulations. And I'm like, looking you right in the end, be like, yes, thank you. And so, you know, my family and the way it's taught, it just kind of like, yeah, whatever, <laughs> you know, toss it. So I think she subconsciously got it. And uh, I'm glad, I'm glad we could talk about it now. Cause if you talk to, if we talked about this a week after the party, it'd be like. One ear out the other. I think maybe <laughs> your mom just needed time to process that. So yeah, and also to like just be away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, geography to is not a... have the distraction of yeah. like yeah. what to do with all my things. And TG, I hope I hope you um are doing well and you know being chill. Yeah, she's not. She's not being no. chill. but she's being more chill than she would be if she was still working. And I hope she's having like a bongang bongang time of her life, you know? Yeah. Um, she really, I ask her each, well, when I do catch her, she's like, she has really no itinerary and like her, hey, something to look forward to, not hopefully by the time we retire, but um, she doesn't have to take her high blood pressure meds anymore. So that's kind of oh, nice. That's good. But wow. also, isn't that a commentary about what we put or usher a lot of Filipinos to do and become? is mm-hmm. to put their bodies <laughs> through the fire and sometimes yeah. you don't make it out like my mom you know like this is it's kind of fucked up like you know we're nurses to take care of people on their health and then fuck their bodies well it's like yeah killing yourself for something else <laughs> i digress we've gone off track <laughs> um well yeah i think i i'm glad we made space for this in the episode um but how's everyone doing? This week has gone by too fast. Mm-hmm. I think it's also, I don't like this rain. <laughs> like <laughs> What? I, I, okay, so as a Pisces, I do love water. I do love rain, but I yes. don't like a leaky roof. Okay, uh, that's fair. And, that's fair. <laughs> uh, I don't, like, normally humid's really good for my skin and my hair, but it's just, like, really frizzy and messy. I think it's also just um, misplaced anxiety about going back to school. <laughs> Mm. I feel that yeah 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 but also um Heather and I are going camping this weekend exciting when this airs we'll be unreachable (laughs) in the mountains wait let me know how that goes because I really want to go to that park oh so um we've we've been this will be our second time going to Great Basin National Park uh it's located was like north of here mm-hmm. uh past ely mm-hmm. um famous home of koi munson and <laughs> uh it's really beautiful up there there's like no light pollution so if you can be there at night and really look at the stars it's beautiful um oh, and we've been on it. this cave tour before but it's like the hundredth anniversary of like some 
colonize or discovering it. So uh, it's special. So, so there's going to be a, a lantern lit tour as opposed to like so cool. the lights that are usually up. So it's going to be extra scary. And I hope I don't. <laughs> no, thank you. Uh, but good news, Gene Munson, no, uh, no bears. <laughs> thank you. That makes me sleep better at night. <laughs> um, Daniel, Daniel, how's your week going? Um, well, it's my first week back at work. Um, I've been busy. I'm f- teaching AP language and AP lit this year. Oh and it's an opt-in class. And that's something that I've been pushing for because it's like, I understand that providing AP for everyone is um, providing access, but is it equitable? Mm. So that's where I'm like, I was kind of going towards. So like, I'm really excited. Um, I had to rearrange my library classroom because last year the library blended into the classroom, but now there's like specific areas for each for like the library and for the classroom and for just like my advisory to just chill. Um, also, the vibe is different. I feel wow. very po- I feel very positive. Okay, I'm excited. The people that I'm working with, um, haven't yet haven't yet shown any like toxicity. <coughs> and and personally too, I was just like, you know what? If things go awry, I'm just gonna like be okay with it. And be optimistic and be thankful because I have stuff mm. and I'll make it work. Where last year, I'm just like, shit, there are no books. I'm frantically finding books. But now that like I've done the work last year and this year's everything's just going to be smooth sailing, baby. Hey, we like it. We like to hear that. Um, talking about my week. I mean, Kickstarter's a monster, y'all. It's just a lot like... Um, it's a lot. And so I've just been packaging and trying to do that, be my own, like, what do you call that? Um, line of stuffing, packaging. I don't know. I have no words. Um, but I also am really like, I'm in a place of gratitude because it's like, y'all really wanted to read this. So thank you. Um, and because I, it's the first really thing that I made that's very selfish and I'm very grateful for taking a moment or exercising sacred selfishness in that way and um other than that I've been doing pretty mundane stuff at work but it's pretty fun and poppy um moving google docs with bts radio on spotify so um I was even when I was doing it I was like is this why like so many people are into it because it just really shapes your work day (laughs) I don't know (laughs) um so I'm really late to the train on that um but yeah it's an uns- it's a it's an unsung hero job for all you Spotify playlist makers out there, and I'm grateful for you. <laughs> but anyways, we've been away since May, but I feel like it didn't feel like eight months ago <laughs> since we last <laughs> recorded. <laughs> um, I hope y'all missed us because we missed all of you. Um, we hope you stayed safe this summer and COVID free. <clears throat> <laughs> um but if not we uh, we hope that you had, had some rest had some time to recover as summer slowly winds down um so we're gonna give you a gift of this two-parter episode of bruja baddies where we will be diving deep with the summer oh wait with the team this summer 
<laughs> I am so out of it. He's still on um, vacation, y'all. I am still on vacation. Um, I I could I could start. Um, I've been to a lot of places this summer. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went to Fayetteville, Arkansas, right before the school year ended for my school, but everyone else's school is already done. Um, I went to Fayetteville to go river floating with some of our friends there. Um, and then a couple of weeks after that, I went to Barcelona, Spain for my partner's wedding and also a European birthday adventure. Wait, wait a minute. Wait yes. a minute. You went to where? Where did you go? Bar- Barcelona, España. <laughs> Gracias. <laughs> De nada. Um, and then afterwards, um, my partner and I went to Waikiki for vacation. That's something that we're just going to do, I think, every summer. Um, we both love Hawaii. And then literally last week, I was grocery shopping for lasagna and peach crumble. And then my mm. partner was just like, hey, do you want to go on a road trip? And I was like, huh? It's like, do you want to go to Nashville and drive back to Vegas? And I'm like, I literally have two full days until I have to be back to work. What do you mean? And he's like, well, we're going to pick up a car. We're going to fly to Nashville, pick up a car and drive all the way back. And we're only going to have like a four hour stop in Fayetteville. And I was just like, um, if I say no, I'm just going to be sitting on the couch. If I say yes, I'm going to be sitting in one seat and probably driving for like a good amount of time. And I'm like, mm, okay, let's do yes. Um, so yeah. And then like that trip was so fun. Especially the part where we got to like past Flagstaff, Arizona, and our watches and our phones started vibrating saying that, hey, it's a flash flood uh, warning area. (laughs) Be careful. It is a life threatening area. And that was the most adrenaline I've ever had this summer. It was so scary and fun because literally the, the windshield, just a sheet of rain. And people drive really stupidly, mm-hmm. but we survived and I loved it. <laughs> wow. Living on the edge, right? What a, what a su- it's like a, a summer novel right really at the is. end. Oh, a nice little monsoon <laughs> to greet you. As a, a cherry gene, on top. Uh, a gene so monsoon. Gene <laughs> <laughs> monsoon. What? <laughs> so good. Gene monsoon. <laughs> What a great pun. I'm a little um, mad that I didn't think about that. Wait, um, Miss Jean Monsoon, what, what were you asking me? Oh, sorry. What were some of the best moments um, from this? And from I mean, I, I think it would be hard to choose, so don't yeah. feel limited. But uh, what were some of the best moments that you can recall from this summer? Um, so in Fayetteville, I overcame my fear of heights and drowning and snakes um, because the river that we floated on um one has snakes two it's not deep but like just the idea of drowning scares me especially drowning (laughs) in snakes um and then at the end of like the river there was like a bluff and I was like I'm gonna jump off and I almost had cold feet but then I had my partner Cody like jump off first and I was just like okay well the only way down is to jump off so I'm gonna jump off and I did it there were no snakes, uh, at least from what I can see when I when I dove, and then I survived it. So, oh, and on top of that, I got um, my like our friends gave me um, like a rainbow like a rainbow pair of sandals, 
and that's wow. gone everywhere. So I was just like, hell yeah, these new sandals are going to be my new thing. Um, that's the gay abroad- agenda. That I mean, is. honestly. <laughs> um, and then um, I brought it to Barcelona and Barcelona. Oh my God, y'all. It's a different, it's a different vibe over there. Um, like how so? Um, so they take naps out there. <laughs> yeah, like siestas are like are uh, a requirement, like Spanish law. <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't know, but like everyone there just does it. Um, and then like we stayed like a hotel, and then we stayed at our friend's place there in Barcelona. And literally within like five minutes walking, you can go to a store, a cafe, get a taxi, go to like a a bookstore, go to like a clothing store. Like everything is there within five minutes um and also just like I think this is the thing that like shocks me the most um money goes a long way in in Europe like I was calculating if I if I fill up my car with gas it's about the same amount of money that I would use for a whole month to feed me breakfast if I go to a cafe every day what yeah and I'm like, what? Like, it's, I don't know. We love it there. We have a plan on moving there eventually, but we just have to like really work work for it. Um, and then I think like the best, the best moment. <laughs> um, y'all got engaged. <laughs> wow. Wait, wait a minute, what? Yeah, I got, got in what? I got engaged. <laughs> Oh, our fans, our fans are gonna weep though. They're, they're weep. Sorry, we y'all. Don't know if, we don't know if Daniel got an arrangement. So no, one and only. <laughs> but thank you for the love, y'all. Um, no, my um, my fiance. Wow, wow. Uh, that's, that's such a new word in my vocabulary. Um, um, but yeah, so my fiance and I were driving. We were gonna go up Diamond Head in um in Honolulu, mm-hmm. um, but apparently you're you're supposed to make like reservations there, um, and silly me did not. So like the whole like him proposing on top of a mountain didn't work out. So we were just driving around. We found this like really like scenic place, and and I was just taking pictures of like the ocean and the and the cliffs because I want to put more like photos, um, here in our here in our place. And then I, and then like, we had strangers come up to us taking our pictures because mm. we wanted a group picture together. And then all of a sudden I just feel Cody just like dropping down <laughs> and I look over and he has a ring in his hand. He's like, I love you. And oh my God. Me? Oh my and, God. And literally my first word was no. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I said no to the situation because I was embarrassed, but of course I said yes. Oh my god, I love him so much. Um, fucking cancer. <laughs> what um, a tease. What a tease. Um the the I love the ring. It's a black um I think tungsten ring. Um and I just wanted something like simple too, like just a black ring. Um uh it's a little too big so it's in my middle finger, but I make sure <laughs> to show it off though. <laughs> you couldn't get any smaller, Daniel. <laughs> nope. <laughs> 
oh yeah, apparently that ring is like the smallest size for that kind of ring. And I was just like, okay, well, if we can't resize it, I'll just wear it on my middle finger and just say like, fuck you to society conventions. Wow, right, double meaning. A, a child, a child sized twisted <laughs> <laughs> ring. <laughs> I think so. There you go. Wow. Thank you for sharing that with our guests. I mean, our guests, we're the guests. Um, thanks for sharing that with us and our listeners who are super fans. Don't forget to drop the registration link. Oh, for sure. Um, we're gonna enjoy engagement for a bit, but we're also going to enjoy just getting gifts if I put the gift the wedding registry now. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Get a head start. Yeah. More things to move to Barcelona. (laughs) Just kidding. Um, So, you know, let's look at the flip side of this. What are some moments you'd rather not live again this summer? (laughs) Um, As Nicole mentioned earlier, uh, we both got sick with the, with the COVIDina, even though like we've taken like the precautions and stuff, um, like getting like our shots and getting boosted. That doesn't mean that, um, you know, like, you're not going to get sick, that you're immune to it immediately. So I think, like, uh, experiencing that, like, reality that, like, you're still vulnerable to this, like, to this illness. Um, so just make sure that you're taking care of yourself, y'all. Because mm-hmm. um, uh, my symptoms were mild, but they still low-key, like, I don't know, was just painful um, and uncomfortable. I think that's mm-hmm. the thing that, like, really was not fun. It was uncomfortable during my summer vacation before we were supposed to go on like our big trips but um I did my part made sure that I quarantined tested Mm -hmm. again before before like really really traveling um but yeah y'all make sure that you uh stay safe out there Mm -hmm. um my switch also started going haywire um uh, I was playing and then all of a sudden my controller wasn't working, wasn't connecting, it wasn't connecting to the internet. I had to call Nintendo to, to like assess it and see if, you know, it needs to be fixed. And he was just like, yeah, like you can just send it to us and we'll fix it. And then like literally like a week afterwards, I just left it alone and it started working again. So um, <laughs> crossing my fingers that it doesn't break, but if I have to send it to Nintendo, I might. Mm-hmm. Um and then also, especially for those of you who are in the uh, flash flood area, please make sure to be visible if mm-hmm. you're driving through the rain, because that was some scary shit. And I'm never, I never want to do that again. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> the bright side to the flash flood. Yes. So also, do you guys think- know that there's a place called Chlorine, Nevada? Wow. Or maybe, or chloride. Know. It was just like some some small town. It was so weird. It was called chlorine, and I was like, why why not like methamphetamine or something? This smell like a pool something water. with a ring to it. <laughs> Did it smell like pool water? I don't know. I just smelled the flash flood. <laughs> <laughs> um. So what what do you think you learned this summer, Daniel? Um. Yeah. Um. So I. This summer, I'm learning to love myself more. Um, and I think that's why my my outlook for this year is completely different. Um, so learning to love myself more while also balancing what's important to me versus what's important to my parents. Um, so like for, uh, 
for those of you who are loyal listeners, um, you know that like my parents are very religious. And uh, once I told my mom about, you know, like being engaged and also just going on all these trips, um, I know that she has thoughts about, you know, like same-sex marriages, but, but I know too that my mom is happy for me to, uh, to find like companion that I found companionship, but also she is, um, she's going to love me no matter what. Um, and I think we're both realizing that like, I'm an adult with opinions. She's an adult with opinions. We're going to learn, or we're going to agree to disagree. And we're just going to leave it as that because we lead our own lives and we shouldn't have to, um, surrender something just for someone else's happiness. If it, is to the expense of yours. Um, wow. I mean, I guess I, I remember conversations from past episodes with how contentious it has been historically in your family, just dealing mm-hmm. and um, dealing with you. And so that's like huge, you know, just like, yeah, really huge. And my, my last conversation with my mom too was civil. Like we Whoa. didn't raise we didn't raise our voices we didn't um like we didn't go for like well your religion says this your religion says this and all that stuff we were just like yeah and that's your decision and that's gonna be be between you and god is what like my mom said and i agreed with her like if there is a god and like judgment judgments judgment day does come cool i'm going to i'm going to own up to like the choices right. that I made but also like if God is all about love and I found someone that I like truly love then if, and God says cool yeah awesome if there's no God awesome um and also like another thing that I learned too is that like it's okay for you to have dreams but like dreams take time and just gotta go with the mm-hmm. flow and like work with those dreams I had like a panic attack about just like oh my gosh I want this this and this and for my life I want it to happen fast but then um, my fiance was just like, bro, just, just like, it takes time and you have to like realize that. And then that was the day that he proposed to me too. So I was just like, okay, something, something is happening. Oh, here's another thing too. Here's another thing too. I think that was uh, fun to share. I guess. So this happened in Hawaii. So like when we got engaged, like we went back to like the, the car that we rented and then literally it poured rain for like a good five minutes. And we talked about it to like a local and they were like, that's the island giving you the blessing. Oh, that's cute. And I was just like, well, if God does exist, awesome. If the Hawaiian gods truly exist and it rained on us, hell yeah. I What a rainy summer. That's all I'm getting from <laughs> just like, I hope that next summer you have a raincoat because it is ridiculous <laughs> how much rain you caught. I... I love it. Coming from Alaska, rain is like a daily thing. Oh. So having rain, uh, having the rain just like pour itself on me, uh, by all means, typhoon it up. <laughs> <laughs> Cue that Lady Gaga song. <laughs> rain on me. Hey, 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 hey. Oh, I thought you were going to do a, let the rain fall oh, down. Shit. <laughs> Hillary Duff too. We'll, we'll make a playlist. Wash away. <laughs> Insanity. Let me hop on Spotify. <laughs> I am coming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Cause I wanna feel another, I wanna scream. <laughs> Wait. Karaoke extras. Wow. Ooh. Um, Jean, what about you? Ooh. Summertime, how was it? Where'd you go? Okay, y'all. Um, so I went to Guam for some time off. I hadn't taken, of course, we're in a pandemic, but you know, colleagues on campus still traveling during a pandemic, not me. I was here for two straight years. Um, so on a whim in December of last year, I was like, you know what? I don't want to look back. I just want to get the fuck out of here. Fair enough. Um, wait, wait, what did you say? Oh, I said fair enough. Oh yes. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um wow i'm struggling as usual guam yes but how do, now they let you back in i know <laughs> wait what does that mean because <laughs> last um, time some context like y'all guam. <laughs> some context in 2018 i was trying to do a book tour especially at my high school um but 2018, I was also linked with the Women's March or Women's Movement and some spaces in Guam, particularly back in my old Catholic high school, thought that was very radical. So they didn't let me speak to the student body. So um, yeah, Guam had me back. Um, Wow. Did you sneak your way in or did you, you just like your way back in right I um another superior not today (laughs) (laughs) um I also went to LA for a wedding but uh I you know good times yeah tell us about some of those good times okay so briefly I'll talk about the wedding in LA like you know I was part of the um UNLV FOSA Filipino American Student Association and I will say that my my persona then was like the annoying activist. And so sometimes when I see people from those days. Wait a minute, wait a minute. What do you mean by annoying activist? Okay, so like I was super into, like now I'm super into um, Filipino identity and also like celebrating that type of history and stuff. And so I would constantly do historical presentations that nobody listened to. Like there'd be a whole meeting and then it was historical presentation time and everyone's just like, fuck this, Jean's talking again, because, you know, I, I always curtailed it with like a call to action and shit. And uh, so I was really relentless that way. And so sometimes when I, I, I don't think I'm really invited into college friend meetups or whatever, because I'm, because of that, right? And so when I was no one would invite you to the hookah bar because you're too political (laughs) is that what you're saying (laughs) pretty much much. we can't Jean can't come smoke hookah with us (laughs) wow were you there because that's exactly how it went down I literally I just guessed I just guessed (laughs) yeah so um yeah when I saw some of the people there they were super excited to see me which was like whoa you missed me that's so weird um and then really getting along and then one of them like really opened up to me that he like was like dude I actually really listened to you back then and all that shit that you used to say and I was like dude I really thought like I really thought I was the annoying activist so you know that was that was that was a highlight was just like having that reconnecting that way and in a sense, he even said, he's like, I had to grow up to actually understand what the, sh- what the shit you actually cared about. So, um, 
yeah, that was, that was one of the best moments. And then just like going to Guam is like, it really felt like a time machine, right? So like in my mind is the preserved memory of how things look like, right? And so um, one of the best things was like just quietly exploring because, you know, when you visit a place, there's the tourist things to do. And then there's the things like the things you observe, right? And so um, I would check out old places that I went to that are kind of run down. And also I got to enjoy like new corners of Guam that I didn't like um, ever do. Like there's this place called a yoga garden in this village called Santa Rita, which is basically somebody's backyard that overlooks like the boonies. And like, I've never been there, you know? So that was really cool to just do that, you know? Um, and then there's, you know, opportunity to go to the marina. Apparently people just ride boats at this Southern part of the Island. I never did that because my family were workaholics. So they never took time off to do mm. scenic shit around mm. Guam. So I was like, this has always been here. What? Um, so that was cool. Um, and then I was piecing together political stuff. I never, I never take off that annoying Weird. activist hat. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. So much, so much butt here. Just kidding. Um, so yeah. Um, for example, so when you drive to my, where I used to live, which is super North, there used to be just a bunch of boonies and on the kind of side there's like a military base so this time this trip around that stuff is mowed down like those boonies are mowed down and you see like more infrastructure to the base and I'm like wait a minute you know what I mean like this can't have been all okay like there there must have been some type of pushback to have mowed natural resources like that right and so I got to like read some activist poetry about that. I got to meet people who actually worked on that side of the base. You know what I mean? Like just pieces together. So it's kind of felt very like journalistic. Um, I even took pictures with my friends. This is like, yeah, this is like a, like your own little Veronica Mars moment. Yes. Oh, that's exactly what it felt like. Yes. Yeah. And I was taking pictures and I thought I would get caught and stuff. And I, I really plan to write more about it and learn more about it because like, who knows, like three, four, five, ten 10 years from now, how much more of those boonies will be mowed, you know? So um, mm-hmm. it's really disheartening. But at the same time, it's like, I can do something about it with being aware and trying to piece it together. Um, and then I liked really bumping into friends from the past, you know, like, um, and we know this in, in our culture, like when you meet people from the past, it's always like, what are you doing? How much are you making? And I could feel like when I saw old friends, friends like there's that pressure of like deers in the headlights like oh fuck Jean's gonna t- ask me what the fuck I am and she's this and like it felt so cool to reframe that meeting again you know because it was like I am happy to see you and it was nothing more about status and it was really cool to be an adult and not be like my aunties and uncles who talk shit like that you know or that microaggression that happens in our culture so that, that was really so cool. beautiful yeah and so how did you reframe that you just didn't say like you just didn't ask those the the familiar questions of what are you what are you up to where do you work do you have a boyfriend right yeah it was so these are the things I would say like I would be like oh I'm really happy to see you how are you I'm really glad I get to see you again especially and I really fucking meant it right after two years of like just really being indoors and not knowing if you would ever see fucking people again or people from the past like 
they probably really felt that energy and whatnot. And so, yeah, like they, then they gave permission to disclose whatever the fuck is going on with them. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like one of them's like, I'm just an accountant. I'm like, yeah, but at the, you know, at the mental health place, that's important. That's an important work, you know? So they gotta know that they're, they gotta get the books right. (laughs) They do. (laughs) We need transparency for these services. Like uh, getting your books right promotes good mental health. <laughs> <laughs> That's like some one less thing to stress out about. Exactly. Uh, yeah. God bless your friend. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So what, what part of this, it seems like truly like a homecoming. Like, mm-hmm. so what part of this did you, would you rather not have uh, dealt with? I know it's, you know, I want to take it as it is, right? Because it's like, sometimes I'm like, do I have a right to critique it when I'm like, I'm one of many people in the part of the exodus, like, you know, perhaps my Mm -hmm. parents feel this way when they leave the Philippines and stuff, or maybe I just think too deeply about this stuff. But I think the one part- No, that's like a a double diaspora? Yes, a double diaspora. Because like- yeah, because the where I lived was predominantly like Filipino, right? And so like, I feel like those people also left in another exodus of Guam yeah. from the Philippines to Guam to the United States or wherever. And it's just like a crumbling of resources not maintained because those people who were stewards or mm. caretakers of the area or land are just not there. And so, yeah, then so seeing my neighborhood just infested with like boonie dogs, was kind of disheartening because you can't really walk on the street without potentially getting bitten like I was like it's cool you know I'm from this neighborhood I can walk and my my friend my childhood friend loser she's like no bitch like they're gonna get you they bit my leg <laughs> no damn you know it's I was rough out there shit. like the dogs no me. the assos are magali <laughs> Oh it's like that Wes Anderson movie. Isn't there a Wes Anderson movie about like dogs on an island or something? Oh, oh yeah, the Isle of Dogs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and <sighs> so like also seeing the name, like the park, like that I used to like jog while my family played basketball and stuff. It's like infrastructurally just like no bueno anymore. You know what I mean? Like, and mm. I don't know if there's not money there or like people to advocate to the mayor's office about that infrastructure. Like, I don't know, there's still a mystery that I want to understand about that. Um, So that makes me sad because it's like, you know, like kids are on broken swings. Like, that can't be safe, you know? Um, And also, it also teaches them at a young age, like, we can't have nice things, you know? Like, we can't, like, this is where, I, I mean, everyone needs a cool, like, grit trajectory, I guess. I don't know. Fucking trauma. I don't know. Like, but at the same time, it's like, <laughs> will this kid make it out if they can't even enjoy recreational shit? You know, like that that's not in context to them. It's just like, find another escape. Who knows? See how like, it just layered for me, it, friends. There's a lot of like interweaving of like, you know how um, folks will say to even to like millennials, mm-hmm. as the older millennials, like, uh, get off your screens. Why don't you go outside and touch, you know, you know how the kids say to go yeah. outside and touch the grass or whatever, or touch grass. But like, you can't do that if like there's no uh, safety in that. Yes, but absolutely. Also begs like the question that, you know, we always hear in Dr. Boonback's class is like, is it public land? Like, according to whom? Like, what right. public bo- right. belongs to the public? Like, who, is, who is the public right Ugh. like um you know I'm glad you raised that again because it's like 
it also makes it seem like whose problem is this, right? Like who decides right. finally that we do something about this? Like, cause it could just be a pointing of fingers. Like citizens would be like, the government's not doing it. And then like the government's like, you're not keeping it clean. So it's just like this fucking like, right. Who does it? A you blame know? game. Yeah. Blame no game. one wanting to, well, it's like zero accountability. And then you just aren't given the resources. Right. right. And then young right. people suffer, right. Because like they never, well, then they right. never have a shot. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I feel like young people would get the blame too. Oh, yeah. absolutely. They're the first in line. <laughs> They're the first well, you line. didn't want this park. So. <laughs> um, I also found out that, you know, in the middle of my three week uh, vacation, my best friend who I was living with um, was, is going to get married, you know, and it, and she was always framing it. Like I'm doing it for my job. And I was like, this is kind of weird. Like, what? I mean, like, dude for love and she was doing it for love but it's like this kind of like it was a layer of culture of like practicality versus like leisure or laissez-faire you know what I mean so like Mm. but I was like is this my reaction to her 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 decision something that has been shaped because I have lived I haven't lived on this island right where it's just like pleasure Uh. and like is, oh my god let's unpack that right like pleasure is um pleasure before obligation was like where I think mm. me and my friend were like different you know um and so every time she would tell people about her getting married it's always like you know but I'm I'm doing this for my job but like you know we're gonna get married <laughs> I was just like every time I heard it I was just kind of like this doesn't make me feel good because and not that it, not that she fucking cares like you know but it just for me the principles I've created since like living away from Guam, I was like, I'm a different person, right? Like I just, I'm different in that way. Um, so it, it was devastating because I really wanted to be part of her wedding, but it was like, I, we had a great transparent conversation. She's like, I'll wait till you get back <laughs> from, from Vegas to come to this wedding. And I was like, bro, no, like, you know, I'm not the one getting married to you. Like you do you. That's, that's the only gift I can give you is that you fucking go live your life, you know, because. Okay. Quick cue. Yeah. Does your friend listen to the show? (laughs) Listen to the podcast? Does not really as in like, yes, she does. Well, like what what about like, does their, does their fiance listen? No, their fiance doesn't listen to the show. Um, Our our friend Christine listens to the show. (laughs) (laughs) So do you think that like the fiance or the, to say, oh, I'm doing this for my job. Is that like, do they not really want to get married? <laughs> right. So like, oh. it, like it's layered, right? Like, I think that they definitely wanted to get married, but because it was so soon that it was like, oh, but this, it, I think it was framed like she didn't seem like selfish about marrying less than a year, right? Or less than six months, right? So it's just like, it's something I have to do, right? So it kind of puts a weight of importance and urgency. Um, but I have lived mm-hmm. so long thinking like, no fucks given, right? Like, what about the no fucks given card, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but that isn't how things are like in Guam. Like it's very just like obligation, you know, care for your family, show up to all the family functions. Like it's very framed like that. And so- um, I am a little confused as to where doing this for my job comes in. Okay, so here's is where like, that is like here's, the 
yeah like military so it's yeah it's so it's very okay. framed in like a military mindset even though my friend is not in the military she has a civilian job on the base right and so there's a deadline to get to get to where um to get to her new job right and so um my friend has always kind of been with somebody and so um dating someone new instead of doing the long distance thing it was like all right we're together let's do this you know wait a minute, like dating someone who's in the service? No, this, so also her girlfriend or now wife is a civilian too. So like in order for them to, I guess, still be together, um, they have chosen to move together to Japan where the base is. And so that is a norm in Guam, right? You marry prior to the service or like having to do military stuff you know, like, wait, so does the fiance also work on base? No, not at all. But in order for the fiance to live on base, they have to, they be would married. have to be married. Mm-hmm. Wait. Okay. I will. I would love to know how, <laughs> cause I mean, like I have like classmates in like from high school who married because the husband was going to you know, like is part of the like military and was about to, about to get deployed, right? And like they get benefits, like the husband and the wife both get benefits when they get married before mm-hmm. like before like service, you know? I guess like my confusion is if if your friend and her wife are both civilians, how how is it that like they got in a sense like transferred to Japan? Like what right, is her so, job? Yeah, so currently she works on base as an educator which they're the highest paid educators on island and so instead of quitting that job she can ask for a job transfer so that would be to another base and so she kind of has military benefits but she's a civilian if that makes any sense okay and and was like now we're getting into her business but it's like are you moving to japan because you like uh does it does it have something to do with like hierarchy or no, you know, I, and I, this is, you know, I mean, of course, like this is for the show, but like, <laughs> you know, my, my colleague who is also from Japan has expressed, expressed to me often like homophobia, right. That exists, you know, yes, it's celebrated in pop culture and whatnot, but like in living in day-to-day living, there's homophobia. Right. So like, you know, they probably don't think they'll experience it because they're living on base. Um, but it's still Japan, what? right? <laughs> I mean, first of all, it's the military. Second of all, like, yeah, um, yes, Japan um, is like a very conservative. Yes, uh-huh. absolutely, absolutely. And so, like, I I can explain this to you, and you guys kind of understand where this is. But there's still a level of kind of shelteredness of living in Guam that even if I still live there, I would still have right. Like in terms of like what what I have in living and understanding in Guam is almost a privilege too, because it's like, everything is, even though resources are limited, it's all because it's such a community effort, you're kind of always taken care of in a lot of ways, right? And so like, I, as her best friend, I am worried about all these things. At the same time, I have to honor that this person is also going to be 35 this year and and live and let live, you know what I mean? Sorry that we are, um, Sorry that we're in your business, Christine. Uh, right, for sure. But like, I also, for real. Um, 
I also think that's worth unpacking, right? You know, when we think about marriage for pleasure or marriage for obligation, there's a lesson there. There's a lesson in what does it look like when you job change and whose life gets to change with that? Like all those things still matter that I learned Mm -hmm. over the summer, right? Like, um, you know, when I went away for like cartooning school, like it was just like, fuck off, Koi. You know what I mean? Like I'm doing this, you know? Stop it. Um, so yeah, like it's, uh, like it just taught me like response wise, like some things I've gained from living away that I hope that my friend gains from moving away from Guam, you know, even if it is this amazing, fun, peaceful place, you know, um, there's things to have happened, you know, I'm sure you feel the same way you moving away from the Bay and Daniel from, um, Alaska. So, I mean, I, I will say that I should not talk too much shit because, I did marry someone for like health benefits. <laughs> so, like, I get it. Like, <laughs> but to your point, though, I think that's different. It it was like it's not because you you you're talking about like marrying for like pleasure and then marrying out of like obligation. I guess because like because I guess my obligation was like to myself to get health insurance. <laughs> right. Like, I mean, I'm not trying to demonize this part you know I just no was like, we're not demonizing we're not we're not demonizing to understand yeah right like, like it's worth understanding right as as people who are not from Guam or like I don't know anything about mm-hmm. Guam or like the culture of Filipino Guamanians out there so mm-hmm. this is a um even though I think maybe I'm coming my questions are sounding very ignorant no like, it's it's in the end <laughs> it's learning though yeah, yeah. it's really learning um, i think sorry. on another level too um it on works. a level too it's like a different configuration of like a same sex relationship mm-hmm. that is some like at least like at least for me like that's something that also like i don't understand i want to get to know a little bit more because i'm like i want them to be i don't know i don't know them i don't know your friend hi christine um no, that's not Christine's marriage, but it's our other friend. Oh, sorry, wrong friend. Okay, so not not Christine, but still sorry. <laughs> okay, but still sorry, but like other friend. Um, but like I want them to have like a good life, but like to hear that like this is out of obligation. I was just like, okay, uh, Victorian much, but hey, like if that's how if that's how you want your marriage to be, then I, it's not for me to to judge but I would like to understand it right I definitely think like there is a level of like pleasure and like in terms of like yeah we're gonna do whatever you know even if our family might be against it um it's just it was the rhetoric that bothered me like versus the practice and I'm just kind of like man this is this goes back to a theme in our show which is saving face and that is something that is really valued and exuded in Guam that I cannot be complicit to anymore. <laughs> okay, I get it now. I get yeah. it. I get it now because yeah. it's like um, we're getting married for my job and not because we want to get gay married. Mm-hmm. And because we want perhaps maybe we want to leave and be somewhere else where we can be gay mm-hmm. together. Yeah. Right. Okay, Without so sounding selfish. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wait. For sure. But Jean, with that being said, though, um what you were talking about about um going back to what you said about uh, what Nicole said about a double diaspora yeah sounds like a research project 
honestly, there are a lot of research projects here. And um, let's also not uh, skip over the fact that Jean went to like a work meeting. I know. Uh, while you were on alleged vacation. Yeah. Um, so let's 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 stretch that point, I mean, right? So the, you know, divulge as much you're allowed to divulge, but you were on like university business out there. Yeah. So um some context in 2018, I actually had a whole itinerary for a book tour. And so um this time around when I didn't have an itinerary, but I was invited to a meeting um that hopefully will get Guam more recognized in scholarly work at UNLV, which I was like, this is a meeting I don't want to miss. Um, which, you know, I will say in that meeting, I was a little too radical. <laughs> I can, I can read a room. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> um, and it, I, I was radical to maybe somebody who read me that way, but I was in gene terms, very enthusiastic in trying to build a case. So hopefully things move a little quicker. That's what I will say about that meeting. And then there were two opportunities to teach to university students um, because my one friend who I've known since middle school <laughs> just loves when I talk about radical art shit. And so she like always invites me to these things. So I was willing to do that. And then I think it was my second to the last day I was asked to talk to- um, Did you get paid? Yes, yes, I did. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Um, I was, yeah. So the, the other one was like talking to the youth. Um, so something cool that they do every summer in Guam is that, um, like teens get to work in student in government affairs to see if they fucking like it or not, or how the inner workings are. So I think that's really cool. And they get paid like $15 an hour and shit. It's pretty great. Um, and so, yeah, I got to talk to them about, uh, you know, being unapologetic about the shit that they want to do still radical shit, but like, the coordinator of that at the time when I was a teen coordinated the, the first showing of the vagina monologues when I was a junior in high school. So in my presentation, I got to say like, the reason I'm radical is because <laughs> the, the coordinator when I was a teen radicalized me when I was a teen. And so it was just kind of a nice circle moment that we had. Um, Cause she's like, Oh, I didn't think anybody cared about my play. And I was like, I did when I was a junior in high school. So, um, She's my Holy gateway to shit. feminism, which is cool. The, it was really the nice. impact. It was so nice. I finally got to tell her. I was so geeked. Um, and then she set up a meeting with me and UOG Press. And UOG Press got to talk to me about wanting to make comics. And they had even asked, you know, I'm still dancing around the idea if they would print Stretch Marks second printing. And so, you know. Damn, sorry, plot there. twist. <laughs> I know. Toss that shit. No, just kidding um so we'll see we'll see how it goes um yeah so it was a it was a really great chip in that way what uh homecoming yeah else that you wanted to add gene munson radical uh published author <laughs> um yeah yeah uh man it was that was really that was really cool um i don't know it just made me really happy to do that but um what was I going to say? The other thing that I wouldn't live through again that I want to add is just seeing dead places <laughs> and vacant, you know what I mean? Like I would like go and like, like there was this old McDonald's I used to hang out as kids after basketball or in between like school. And it's just barren land. <laughs> it's just like, oh, that's gone. You know, uh, just coffee shops I used to go to are gone. Like 
stores I used to geek at are gone. And I know they didn't survive through the pandemic. So um, it was just a sign of really like a passage of time. <laughs> um, mm. God, it made me feel like a hobbit. Like, wait, where is this village here? <laughs> like, um, So, yeah. Wait, Jean, I have a quick question. Mm-hmm. Um, how big is Guam? Guam is like the size of Henderson or just a little bit bigger oh, than that. Really? Mm-hmm. What? That's a small island. It is a small island. Yeah, it really is. Yo. Yeah. You can like drive around it. It's really times. interesting because I. this is what I will say that I noticed. I, and I love being the Veronica Mars of this, right? So on the way from Honolulu to Guam, there were very few brown people because there's actually kind of a migration of, yes, yeah, there are military folks who are trying to live there. But when I was talking to somebody's spouse, they're trying to live there long-term. So there is this actual migration of Americans trying to leave America to live in Guam, right? Because it's like, yeah. And so it was very interesting. I was like, wait a minute, y'all don't talk about this immigration story, right? Like y'all kind of jump in the sea to come live well, in Guam. it's a different immigration story, right? Because it's yes. like not... Um, I, I don't know, like socially. But it's still an immigration acceptable. story nonetheless, right? Like yeah, people don't talk but, about it because you know, it's not predominantly brown people trying to jump. Yes. It sounds American like boy. neocolonialism to me. <laughs> I think it's just I think it's just regular colonialism <laughs> is what it is. It's like the first wave of oh yeah. I can't yeah. wait for you um, to write about this. There's always a lot to unpack. And this that's why this time, this trip after four trips. I'm like, I'm really going to detail all this stuff because I do plan to make a comic or graphic novel about it because there's a lot to, there's a lot to say, just a lot to say. A lot of history and it, it is beautiful that you're able to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I I think like some of us have to go even further. (laughs) Right, 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 right. Um, yeah, it was, it was a lot. Um, I, I can't wait to, to see this come to fruition. Right. You know, and thinking about the things that I learned, like every moment is fucking rare, right? Like I'm in the car with my friends and I'm like, I remember preparing Paso Lobo the first time I went there in 2010 and I had like 20 different like chocolate bars and shit. And like this time around, there's only four to five friends who are still living in Guam versus 20 people. So it's like, even that very minutely reminds me that shit is so rare. Time is so fucking rare. Like, you know, like by the time I show up again, will it just be one friend there? Like, or will I not have a place to sleep? Things to think about. Um, I also learned uh, that even though, like, I don't know, I just, like, I have learned a lot living out here, like, in terms of unlearning things that I didn't, that weren't very well or conducive for me in Guam, which is always saying yes, never getting any rest, carrying everyone on my shoulders like those are fundamentally great and celebrated things for a girl in Guam but like as someone 35 trying to live past 50 no they're not good right like look at my mom going back to her homeland her blood pressure is down right like so that's I'm like uh I gotta stick to moving forward in that way and then I also learned that you know home is very integral to mental health, right? It might not be like a physical geographical place, but just like somewhere I can be authentic, somewhere I can find comfort and somewhere I can create peace. Like that's, that's the fucking real deal for me now. 
Anywho. Hi, Nicole. Hey. <laughs> Where did you go? Then, um, gosh. Um, I went on a huge road trip. Um, Heather and I, so I called it the Horizon Zero Vacation uh, because I did put down a lot of sights from the Horizon Zero Dawn video game that we got to see on this road trip. Um, well, okay, so my cousin got married in Idaho. And then we made a whole, like Heather said, why don't we like, like go do some stuff. And so uh, like we, we went out to um, Yellowstone, which was very Ooh. cool. So we, you know, we stayed in Utah. I also threw my back out the day that we were leaving, which is like, you know, me <laughs> doing too much and not listening Aww. to my body and just carrying all this stress. Hmm. So, so we'll talk about mental health and traveling, but uh so, uh, yes, we went on this huge vacation, like we went up to Utah, um, through Idaho and then Wyoming and Montana. And then we went back to Idaho for my cousin's wedding and then spent some time in, um, Seattle, Chapel, And then Chateau. we went down to Portland and then down to the Bay area. And we stayed with a good friend, Jenna, um, Aww, for a Jenna. couple days. And then we came home. And then uh, got COVID, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that was a, a great vacation. Um, we also saw we also went to a couple of concerts. Ooh. Um, I don't know if y'all know that uh, the is it Craig Ranch is also a concert no. uh, venue. Oh. And so we got to see Phoebe Bridgers there. And it's like all the um, anemic bisexual youth were out there. <laughs> Them and my ex-girlfriend. It was so awkward. Uh, and then we last <laughs> night or a couple nights ago, we saw Little Dragon open for Leon Bridges at the new. Wow. Well, it used to be Hard Rock and now it's like Virgin Hotel. So Wait. it was like oh. the joint. Mm. Um, but I, what? <laughs> oh, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll, I'll, I'll ask after. <laughs> um so I would say summer has been has been pretty good like uh where there where there was some work also done like in in addition to playing like mm-hmm. uh me Jean and Gina did some workshops at the Hollywood Recreational Center um and we that was a very educating moment and it was amazing to see my friends like do their thing like Jean commands a room of young people <laughs> Like it just has, um, I don't want to say you're like a Pied Piper because that's like creepy. Yeah. But you do like children love Jean. Um, and it's so amazing to see. Um, and, uh, so that was cool to, to work with y'all. Um, and it was, I had so much fun on this road trip, um, I've never seen that many states in such a short amount of time. Um, And it was very cool to visit the national parks and to see Mm -hmm. all these like natural wonders, like geysers and buffalo everywhere. Like as soon as we drove in, um, there was a herd of buffalo that were stopped traffic. Um, And there's just wildlife everywhere. And to see these like, 
natural geysers are so weird and colorful and stinky and stinky and gay yes it's so pride it's, and it's just like these like gaping uh rainbow holes that are like <laughs> like spewing hot water you know it's like too hot to touch like oh oh yeah <laughs> so many like metaphors there um it it was and, and to also connect these places to a video game that's like post-apocalyptic in the future was like <laughs> a very nerdy moment for me um and I was like Heather was a little uh apprehensive about me looking up all these spots because she didn't want like, the vacation to turn into this like nerd like just like anything <laughs> but then it, it turns out that like the spots that I wanted to see are like destination spots so how long it, was it the road trip uh, we were gone for two weeks that's a lot to cover much. one two three four five six seven eight states in two weeks that's yeah. pretty badass it, and we camped and we didn't shower for a couple of days because we didn't have a shower at right. that's real room. love y'all well we were very uh worried about uh not making it mm-hmm. <laughs> like on this just being together for that long but it was we did well I think that um couples therapy really prepared us yeah yes Daniel you've got your hands up (laughs) thank you um I would like to mention too that like uh, on like mine and Cody's road trip we would stop by a gas station and gas stations have showers I think it's for like truckers Mm -mm. Mm -mm. I took a shower in one well I mean like I think it's like the most it's like truckers who use those most Mm. yeah yeah um but I could tell you right now water pressure was super good (laughs) some tips was it a loves Mm -hmm. did you go to a loves it was a loves loves are fancy did you did you get to go to a bucky's no what's that okay we'll talk about that next time (laughs) okay (laughs) it's wild um (laughs) what are uh, other uh some other best moments yeah fave moments um, you know, my cousin got married, so that was like nice, uh, to see. Like, um, a lot of us uh, in our family got to go. Like, my parents were invited, but they can't drive out that far. Um, and it was really cool to like have my wife meet my family. Oh. You know, mm. um, it was a little. It there was some anxiety around it, but like it turned out to be fine. Um, and, uh, you know, just going to places I'd never been before. Like wow. I've never been to Seattle. Um, one of my old friends lives in Seattle. So I got to see him, um, and his partner, um, mm. and their baby, you know, uh, oh. I, I, we stayed at this, speaking of Wes Anderson, we stayed at a very Wes Anderson hotel, <laughs> um, in front of Pike's place market called, um, Pally hotel. It's uh-huh. like, it's uh-huh. so, it is so annoying, like just so obnoxiously put together, but it's very cute. And I would stay there again. Absolutely. Um, and it, you know, we felt very metropolitan, like, let's just walk from our hometown around to the, wherever <laughs> I got to see some fish get thrown. Um, I definitely had like a tearful moment seeing like all of these, um, like older Filipinas, working the um like flower stands at, mm-hmm. at pike's place market um 
it I I ended up getting my mom some flowers uh I had to get dry ones because they wouldn't survive the drive but I I don't know it made me think a lot about my mom and my grandma wow um, and and their relationship to like gardening and flowers mm-hmm. um and we also ate at a place called Oriental Mart which is I think we saw it or Heather saw it off of a list of like top Filipino places to eat in Seattle because I guess like Filipino food's like really hot out there right now and okay. so um Oriental Mart was at like the top of this list and we went and like you know, I did not really know anything about it maybe you saw it in the stories but uh so we got we had lunch there and it turned out that we were like sitting with Filipino food royalty of Seattle like it was wow. a very wow. um, timing it was a it was very serendipitous and like uh it it was like watching history being like you know it's just like I felt like we were intruding on a moment or something or like you just had like a sneak peek into some magic um and I I think I'll have to come back to this in another episode because they're like it I just don't know anything really about like Filipino American history outside of like very few places like the Bay Area and so to see um Filipinos being there for so long in Seattle and it's like I'm I think I was very in my feelings about being Mm -hmm. Filipino and being in Seattle Mm -hmm. I think okay I'm piecing it all together now I think it's because we were in um like Idaho and we were in like the Grand Canyon and those were very white spaces Mm -hmm. and I think that like it was very cathartic to see other people of color and to see other Filipinos after being in these like yeah mm-hmm. um white spaces but um then we went you to rounded that point friend you, you took it home <laughs> <laughs> um and so we we got to hear some of the gossip there and then um I'm I'm kind of bummed that Jean couldn't hook it up with the uh, tuba, but I, I had no idea that it was so underground. Yeah. So like it's... when um at my cousin's wedding, I spoke to one of my uncles and said that I brought tanduai, mm-hmm. um, and he was telling me you have to get tuba, and he he says you can only get it in Hawaii or Guam. And so now I was like, mm, Jean Munson, yeah. like you were out in Guam while I was, I'm pretty sure like you were gone while like, yeah, you were yeah. gone at the same time. Um, so it didn't work out. So I don't know. We're just gonna have to figure out how to make it here. Can we Wait, take a pause on this? I'll tell you this backstory, right? So it was super underground first. That was the first note that somebody told me like, like there's people who sell on the side of the road in the South. Right. And I was like, okay, how do we get to these people? Right. It's basically like like Filipino moonshine. Yeah, basically oh. like coconut moonshine. Yeah. And then I was looking up like, okay, where the, f- maybe it's on Google. So, so maybe so. Or is like, it like, is it cane sugar? I think it's cane sugar. Um, so then the, this is something that has been happening since I've been living in Guam is that there are these beetles who live inside uh, coconut trees who cause the decay of the tree, even though it looks like it's still standing. And so they're the reason why tuba is not really produced anymore in Guam. Mm. And so like, and how did these beetles, right. like, how did they get there? <laughs> we need to look that oh, up. Oh, imperialism is ruining the <laughs> like tuba <the> industry? 
<laughs> oh god um uh other Wait, favorite so, parts so now the oh, next time i'm in hawaii i'm gonna search up tuba because i'm intrigued you you better know somebody yeah <laughs> if, i know this under, is the first time i'm hearing about it if it's underground it, yeah Wait, so it's an, like it's very like I guess like if it it is like similar to moonshine, it would be very underground. But like, I'm gonna keep my eye out for it. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, because like in the Philippines, it's probably not. Yeah. Underground, I like yeah, they probably have it. like uh, distilleries and stuff. Right. But I think like outside of the Philippines. Right. I don't know. Like I would always hear stories. Like, got to bot. Like you know, like they're like, I'm oh like, oh my god. <laughs> no, they're gonna think you're cop it's <laughs> a narc <laughs> don't get don't give them to like no for real, I, can't. I just want to buy <laughs> just pronounce it too but they'll be like what <laughs> That's a cop. um uh yeah so um it yeah it was very weird to tell my uncles about tendui and tubat because they're like mormon men <laughs> so uh it was uh interesting um but them also giving me advice of like which, which is the better liquor mm. um so it's like oh okay uh i did so also part of that i guess like maybe i had a homecoming too because spending some time in the bay area um like i got to show heather other places that Yay. i used to go to a lot like there's this a uh, really divey burger place called um nations in vallejo that was still very good um, and had a recent facelift. <laughs> wow. So uh, that was, you know, I got to take her there and just, uh, I, I also, I took Heather to the, uh, the place where my grandma is buried in mm, Fairfield. That's um, so wonderful. Kitty corner from that, my aunt is buried also. And my, my aunt Priscilla is, um, she's the mother of my cousin Catlea who just got married. So it was like, um, oh, bummer. We were out there for this wedding. Um, sorry, you're dead. I don't know. Well, uh, can I take a pause here? Like, I think it's deeply intimate. The places you took Heather, right? Like mm-hmm. your favorite burger joint, like, you know, to see dead relatives, like other people, like if Heather were not this cool ass person, like they'd be like, fucking get me out of here, you know? But like, she actually enjoyed this shit like that's real love to me yeah because we love each other (laughs) it's disgusting we love each other um you hear you heard it here first folks i i will also say something funny happened like our air mattress uh we had to get it replaced because uh it got a hole in it and so we had to go up to napa to because no other place had the air mattress that we wanted um and so i as we're um, doing all this camping and stuff, uh, it made me think about like uh, my time as a Mormon youth and going to girls camp and how like it was fun and also like harmful to be there, like hurtful. Um, And I remember thinking like, oh, that one bitch who was so fucking mean to me at girls camp, I'm gonna fucking find her. And I hope, (laughs) I hope I run into her at Target. We love Petty. I hope so. (laughs) Um, But I didn't see her. On the other hand, some 
random woman there was like staring at me for too long. And I'm like, what the fuck? I don't like this. But it was because I was wearing an Alabama shirt and she said, roll tide to me. And I was like, oh, okay. So it was very like weird. It was weird to get roll tided on the West coast, like very West (laughs) coast. Cause it's even harder out here to get roll tided. So it was like, oh, okay. Um, so that was like a, a pleasant exchange. Or That's whatever. pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and then finally, I will say there was a pop-up test kitchen at the Palms. Um, I don't know if maybe, um, I don't think, I think both of y'all were not back yet when this restaurant. So it's um, Makatas a restaurant um, had a pop-up in Green Street test kitchen which was inside the palms and let me tell you it was so delicious and it was a very like it was a weird fine dining mm-hmm. fine filipino dining experience Ooh. um and it was very interesting to see just all other filipinos in the restaurant that's so dreamy man it mm-hmm. to a point where another table um pointed over at heather and as they like to maybe say, oh no, it's not just Filipinos here. There's a white person here. <laughs> what a token. Are you sure? Are what you sure? <laughs> um, yeah. So it was like, it was very interesting. The food was very good. Um, the chef even came out at one point to like dish out the braised adobo. Braised. Okay. Braised. It like melted in your mouth. Um, I definitely was like, bitch, this is so good. Um, and Heather did cry when she had the lechon koali. <laughs> it was the food so good. It it's, was it's worth it. so good. I really hope that this um, chef opens up a place out here because we'll be there. Manifesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I had missed a... Uh, friend friend of ours Allison I missed her the night before she'd she'd gone the night before and mm. we'd missed each other but I I felt like I felt really like cool in that moment (laughs) like I have this uh pop-up kitchen (laughs) like right it was so like hoity-toity but (laughs) like cool at the same time I'm sure there's like someone probably Mark probably wrote about that right (laughs) I think it's really cool that at some you know like Filipino cuisine can be celebrated that way like because you know usually we're kind of at the bottom list of Asian cuisines plated or just like a I guess in a orientalized or like a very exoticized moment like uh Filipinos are like at the bottom right of, right right <laughs> of lists <laughs> we um, learned that from our friend Dr. Benoon <laughs> AK Mark um so what um, would well, you not want to I... go through again yeah right i would not want to have covid um but i don't know we'll see monkeypox is around the corner um, <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> you know we can't we can cross all we want but we know that this there are selfish people in the world that mm-hmm. are not making it so that we can care for each other as a community um or that make it harder for us to care for each other as a community i digress um i would rather not get covid again um, I had a really hard time, uh, just being at the, the national parks. Cause we also went through the redwoods a little mm. bit and it was like very, like, 
those trees are fucking huge. I don't know if you've ever driven through the redwoods or like- I've only seen pictures. They're, they're like, these are giants that have lived longer than all of us put together. They're just giant trees. Um, and it's amazing that they, that they're there, but like they're a, I guess just like the whole concept of a national park and being on stolen land and mm-hmm. um, this mm-hmm. trying to enjoy nature, but also keep in mind that like, this could be so much better if the land was just given to the original stewards, you know? Right. So it was like, it was a fucking bummer. And like, definitely um, running into other people's xenophobia, mm. like uh, while trying to see Old Faithful, a real it's bummer. so layered Dang. thank you for sharing the the layers of it you know it's, it's just... like a you know it's like a what's the cake i wanted to say tres leches <laughs> <laughs> what's that step in step in no uh gosh what is it i don't know oh my gosh i said i wanted to be it as a dessert and i can't remember it right now because uh, layers a black forest cake it's a, it's a three-layered thing, right? The, um, you know what? Okay. We'll come back to it. <laughs> It'll come to us. To we're we're think- workshopping it right now. Yeah. What do you think you learned this summer overall for you, Nicole? You know, it was like a double-edged sort of like what my personal worth <laughs> or like just my worth as, yeah, as a person. Like I, um, you know, it was really weird to receive money from <laughs> the city to do art like mm-hmm. it was an, an amazing opportunity and it looks really good on a cv i will say um but it was very weird conceptually to like be a paid artist mm-hmm. um and it it's like really like my younger self selves would not this was not a reality but i can go back to them when i do like when i talk to them and be like listen bitches like (laughs) we can do this we don't have to like get a job that our parents think right um and so it was like it was a very affirming moment to um have this opportunity to work with Gina and Gina um and to get money um but also it was so that is like great right but it was also like very um hard to like uh detangle my self-worth in capitalistic terms because it yeah you know, I'm I think I'm going to spend the rest of my life trying to unlearn that right yeah um but there are times where I am still thinking of myself as less than mm-hmm. and comparing myself to my wife because mm-hmm. you know she's an attorney she's she's very smart she's she's very like very clever and I think that I'm not those things because Mm. I'm not done with school at my the tender age of 40 you know like I it's very hard to um I mean I guess it's a good learning experience in terms of like I'm like I can trace where this comes from yeah like I can trace it and I can like also name it I Mm. guess Mm. Like, uh, it's not just like a, oh, I feel bad about myself because of capitalism, but it is because of capitalism, but it is like very, 
it's like specific because it's like yes ways that my mom has fucked me up through capitalism and yeah Mm -hmm. um so i think this summer has just been a real learning (laughs) that's really cool like i i was just thinking about geographically the three of us like went through like really ends of the earth really like you traveled like really far domestically and then daniel went like east and across the ocean it's really you went uh, to the colonizers og colonizer (laughs) you went to our colonizers motherland (laughs) wait did you go to the jollibee no because i think that jollibee is in madrid not in barcelona damn next time the long long. (laughs) oh oh that's what i was gonna say too there there were filipinos in in barcelona and i was just like well duh um but it was just so strange like i talked to someone who works at the currency exchange and like i just knew that she was filipino so i started talking tagalog to her and like surprisingly she talked tagalog back to me too and i was just like oh my god (laughs) that's cool like what and then like she was like oh how long have you been here like how long have you been living here and I was like I'm on vacation (laughs) that is that's amazing um people are everywhere you know I wonder if it's also because it's like a like meeting other Filipinos and like in Europe has got to be like an another layer I guess maybe we've just been in the I West mean, yeah, I mean, part of it has to do with like just OFWs, mm-hmm. like that whole like network. But at the same, like, but on the other hand, like, just meeting, I guess, just like meeting an OFW was new to me. Mm-hmm. But also, like that lady, like, stayed in Barcelona or like has lived in Barcelona for twenty years. Veinte años. Veinte años. I, I caramba. Wow, wow, wow. I was just like, dang, Filipinos really be doing doing all the work. I mean, <laughs> let's be honest. Mm. Uh, so you know, I'm so glad to hear about everyone's like summer experiences. Like, I feel like I've gotten to like vicariously live through Barcelona and Hawaii and like Seattle with you. And that's all for this episode of Bruja Baddies. Come back for part two where we wrap it up. Hope you all had a good summer.